Back Pocket, a podcast by Jake and Dylan. Three, two, one, clap. We got it. Solid. First time. It's a natural. You were born for this. <laughs> it would really be sweaty. so much easier if you guys were in the same room, though. But I'm a techno genius. <laughs> Set in the mood. Got up to speed. Yeah. It worked out. It's easy. We make this, it really we make it easy and fun here, don't we? Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. This is <laughs> this is a first though. I don't know that we've ever recorded via Zoom. Oh. Is that, okay. Not like I think not we have audio via Zoom, but we're usually a FaceTime bunch. We've we've zoomed in the past. We'd be zooming. I can't tell you when, but I'm sure <laughs> we've done it. But we're zooming because today is a special day. It's a very special episode with a very special guest. And we only planned this out um, like the past month. Month and a half ago. Yeah. I want to say. <laughs> and Something like that. It's all coming together. And now we're here. And we made it. And we're here with. Introduce yourself. PR pulled. Nice. He made it on. Yeah. Insert. We're gonna put an applause for you right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. So, we're gonna start things off by you telling us who you are. On the spot. No right, pressure. That's fair. That's fair. Well, my Get name is PR pulled. Hey. I'm a good childhood friend of both Jake and Dylan. Fun little fact. Myself and Dylan used to look eerily similar as we used to be a bit more rotund and a bit more blonde in our youth years. But Jake and I have been best friends since now about seventh grade, eighth grade. So that friendship's going on. It's going to hit its teenage years in a year or two here, which is pretty trippy to think about. It's actually the first time I've said that out loud. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Now I live in San Francisco after growing up in San Diego. Also went to Cal Poly with Jake as well. Mm. But now we both live here in San Francisco and I get to visit San Diego and see Dylan once mm. in a blue moon. But Very blue. I can't, I can't remember the last time we saw each other, honestly. It was in Pacific, Be- uh, Pacific Beach. We were Pacific Beach. That one time. Pacific Beach. Yeah. Well, oh, was it, oh trivia? Beach. It was, a, it was yeah. a trivia night? But I think that was probably the first time we'd seen each other and probably... Five ever eight, five plus for sure, maybe eight years. Yeah, because so. real quick, so how do you, you guys lived on the same street, or that's no? So, uh, I did not live on that street, but it was Tommy, Jake, Adam Kelly, and Charlie Molitor all grew up on the same street from like a very young age. And then I actually met Dominic, Tommy's cousin, first because he's in my grade, and then through there became friends with Dominic and was then introduced to Tommy via a baseball team in eighth grade, uh, Coast Juniors, who are the Longhorns, the least horny team you'll ever see play, but a lot. <laughs> they were horny. Um, they were yeah, horny pretty, boys. Pretty big thing that came out of that is uh, some lifelong friendships. So can't Just really a couple of lifelong that. friends. Yeah. So were you, were you and Jake friends in sixth grade when... Or I guess seventh grade for you, because that's when you were on the Yankees, I was on the mm-hmm. Red Sox, and that's the story of like 
my first interaction with you is we were playing each other. Your yep. team was already out stretching on the field. And then I show up, like, I, I think I was early, so I'm alone, walking down, you know, just, like, the pathway to the field. And you're stretching with your team and just, like, it almost seemed like a diss, right? Because you're just, like, out loud, like, hey, there's Dylan Gargas. That's the kid that looks like me. Or, like, like I look just like, you know, something along those lines. And your oh, whole yeah. team starts laughing. And I think I just, like, acknowledged it and then, like, put my head down and... You know, mom, please come pick me up. He's yeah, no, it's, it's funny to take it from that perspective. Cause I actually remember that moment because it was this total just like, I literally, uh, the coach of that team had, and his kids Alan. had been, yeah, Alan Tomlinson, uh, Logan, and Elena. <laughs> they had just been like nonstop harping about this. It's like, you look so much like Dylan Gargas. And there's even like parents who were like, and it was just kind of this like, Hey, this kid looks like bit. Dylan. Yeah, strangely intricate for a bunch of twelve-year-olds. Yeah, and they're like, oh, everybody, like, get over giant, here. giant little humans. Um, <laughs> look at them go. And then yeah, it was like legitimate excitement. I was like, oh, that's the one. And I was like, I, in my head, I was like, oh yeah, I totally get it. But alas, that's actually really funny to hear the other side. Oh like, yeah, I remember being really later. like intimidated by it. Right. So, yeah, I absolutely mobbed Dylan Gargas the first time I met him. Yeah, it it almost, like, came off kind of, like, dickish in a sense. Like, because I was, yeah, I think I was just, like, alone, kind of maybe rolling my bag if I had a rolling bag. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I think you got a a good laugh from the rest of your team, and I was just like, ha-ha, very very funny, guys. Dylan got ratioed. We we differ in terms of our level of play, because I'm going to beat you guys with my my wicked fastball (laughs) and my, my, my good charm. That was but, yeah. I I do remember you throwing quite hard that game. So, but no, that's thanks, like dude. that was. Um, well, yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry I if I did hurt young off. Dylan's feelings. So, yeah, but, yeah it's really really funny to hear that out loud again. He's been talking about it a lot leading up to this. He's really? like, are we finally gonna Are we finally gonna squash this beef that's been oh, okay. just brewing and roasting? No, are you ready? You ready when it all got squashed? Was sophomore year of high school for us jake yeah i got invited uh, for an infamous like oh when we cruised around oh my god he was in booker t i forgot about that freshman or sophomore year yeah and we just listened to money trees at least like 15 times as we rode around from like the sage canyon area to forest or to uh, like Rancho. deep rancho, like deep, deep rancho, almost Escondido, and then to the coast and back. Yeah, classic I, boys' night. That was a, that was actually a very infamous uh, car ride in our like close groups like lore, I guess, because that was probably the first time we actually just went out and tried to get lost. Because fun yeah, fact, we were, we were gone. Our we were group in high school were like we were just as virgin as it gets like they're like oh like did you guys like cross pollinate with other social groups or like party and all it's like no we would just drive around in my minivan that had four seats in it and no hubcaps <laughs> i got my license first so i guess i was the chauffeur for everybody but yeah i completely forgot that you got to actually like participate in a pretty core memory of our group so oh this is yeah. fantastic to relive the- Cause that was one of those where like I got the invite and then I think if my, 
If my mom asked about what we did afterwards, I definitely didn't tell her because it was one of those where it's like, what is she going to think if I just say, yeah, we just drove around aimlessly for at least an hour and a half, like <laughs> blasting music. Probably longer know? than that. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy two to three. Oh. We didn't fuck around. I think, I think we also played the song um, Terrorist Threats by like Absol and Danny Brown. Yeah. Oh, Decent. yeah. No, there's definitely Strong a possibility. That was 20. It was either 2012 or 2013, but that was pretty peak hip hop era for me. So. And, and I know Tommy absolutely loves that song when he's listening to this. Extra yeah. Peels. Extra Peels. <laughs> that entire Schoolboy Q album was a pretty big um, stalwart of the playlist slash drive music. So. Yeah. Yeet. Well. Damn. What a like trip down memory lane. Nice. A nice transition, huh, Jake? Yeah. What a transition indeed. So before Schoolboy Q, before the rap, what was your, your introduction to music? Yeah. So friends, my family. Yeah, no, my intro to music is uh, pretty deep stemming actually. Um my parents from the get go really got me and my uh two sisters very young into music. So the story behind this is that ultimately they grew up in uh, Estonia, which was a uh, Soviet bloc country from when they grew up. So growing up behind the Iron Curtain, they were had a really limited exposure to um, kind of just like <laughs> all music set aside a very uh, small niche of some more Eastern bands. So they came to the U.S. in the 90s and kind of got to discover all this music that had come out over the past 20, 30 years. And because of that, they made sure to expose myself and my sisters to basically as much music as possible from a very, very early age. And it's had a really profoundly uh, formative effect on myself. So. Give me some examples. Yeah. Give me some bands, some genres. Yeah. So the what were your constant, parents force feeding you? The constant repeats in the car because we, in the same minivan that you got to drive around in, we bought that brand new. And it had the, the really sick thing about that minivan at the time, it had a 10 disc changer in it. So <laughs> the repeats of that, what was always in the car was A Night at the Opera, the album by Queen. Nice. The Wall by Pink Floyd, Yellow Submarine by The Beatles, ABBA's Greatest Hits, Ugh. and then both Led Zeppelin 4 and Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. So those were like the, that's kind of the father, son, and the Holy Spirit plus the Holy Spirit's best friend <laughs> in a disc tray for me. So that was, uh, it, that's, and I think if you look through what I listened to, over the past, not what I listen to, not just now, but also over the past 20 years or so, you can see all the tentacles of those albums and pretty much anything I listen to. Jake, real quick, were you a minivan kid as well? Because I can relate to this, having the whipping around in a Honda Odyssey growing up. And my dad definitely like got it. That was like the one that was probably the one thing that kept him, you know, even gave him hope for like getting a minivan in the first place was like, all right, well. CD changer, ten. I know we we had one for a bit. I'm pretty sure my mom had one when we were younger, and then my dad at one point had one that was like a company car, 
but a minivan was never really like a staple in our lives. I the only minivan that was a staple in my life was actually Tommy's mom's car. Oh, I loved that car. I only got to ride in it Clifford, a times. The big Did red you guys van. Ever have the cars in like the early two thousands that they were trying to get TVs, not like just a DVD player, but like actual yeah. like antenna receiving TV. I oh no, did I they ever that. work for you guys? We, my dad would strap one like a like a small TV in, like on a milk carton uh, in the back seat for us, and <laughs> then that that ended up resulting in the car battery dying because he forgot to like <laughs> unplug it when we got to Disneyland one time, so it's stuck <laughs> in the parking lot at Disneyland. Uh, but then the next car he got. He ended up getting, what is it, like the screens on the back of the headrest. Mm-hmm. It was pretty pretty sick. Made for some awesome awesome drives to Arizona and wherever, really. My stepdad had a like a 7 Series BMW that had this little TV that would like fold up and fold down for the back. So, you could pop in some DVDs in there. But I didn't, I never experienced live TV in a car. I vividly remember trying to watch the Super Bowl between the Seahawks and the Steelers, whenever that was, on the way back from a laser tag birthday party at UltraZone. Did you guys ever oh, go there? Yeah, dude. Fucking love Ultra. In the sports arena? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember just, like, not being able to, and, like, I had just learned what football was, like, just moved to San Diego, and I was like, okay, cool. But, yeah, alas, look how far technology has come now. I can not watch the Super Bowl in my car still. No, I got all that on my phone. Oh, dude. It all fits in your pocket. Even a car fits in your pocket now. It's, dude, it's crazy how far we've come. You wouldn't put a car in your pocket? You would. <laughs> I would. What, uh, what then? Because I, what I know I would like to talk about, too, is the music growing up taste changing that we both share because you and i would say you and tommy in terms of me like first getting into music were the two biggest like people who i found like new stuff through so like what was talk let's talk about some of the stuff that we listened to in like late middle school into high school yeah as dylan talks to people we got a hot microphone um I'll just wait for the the pause through. Three. You know what's good about editing is that we can just cut all this out. Oh, I didn't Dylan's even think wasting Dylan's part, wasting yeah. our time. So now we can just save on. Now we can yeah. I mean, we could have cut. We could have cut out everything he said. No big deal. Yeah, but uh, to jump back into your question, then talking about some of the earlier music that we really liked. So I remember when I first met Jake and Tommy, what we really bonded over was none other than the Arctic Monkeys. So those, especially with Humbug, that was their third album. It came out right when we started uh, hanging out really consistently. Between that and Favorite Worst Nightmare, their second album, we probably have a, we're definitely at a thousand plus listens of the, like if you uh, totaled up the songs of those two albums, just in that period of time, like multiple thousands. Because (laughs) I remember we would all go to Jake's uh, mom's house and we'd have these sleepovers in the theater room, but we'd play the speaker, and it would just be Arctic Monkeys on shuffle. And it was all their albums and stuff, but that was like... The Arctic Monkeys was the proverbial glue of the group, frankly, to start between... Yeah, mainly Humbug and Favorite Worst Nightmare. Do you have any 
uh, peak highlights from either of those albums that come to when mind it, immediately. The, the smile I, on Jake's face says it all. Well, because you, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, thinking about the sleepovers where, yeah, we totally would just do that. And, oh, just playing Call of Duty until like three in the morning. On that job. Bumping that speaker. shit. Yeah. Um, another thing I remember too was the first time that all of us had listened to Alt J. I think your sister had showed you uh breeze blocks mm-hmm. and it was just you're just like guys this fucking song is so goddamn weird but it's actually really good and i just remember sitting in the back of your car in front of tommy's house just listening to it and we're all like oh i kind of like this and it then was, that that album coming out was just huge yeah um that entire album is still really fond to my heart it was i think the first two that i showed you guys it was uh fifth pleasure and taro oh and those are Fifth pleasure was the first one that's what it was strange songs from those albums because it's like yeah between the lyrics of fifth pleasure to like taro literally being played by a roll of scotch tape <laughs> bounced against the neck of the guitar it's there's a lot going on but i vividly remember because even kyle uh kyle McNulty was in the car with us at the time and i was like guys I get if you don't like this, but check it out. <laughs> and yeah, and no, Kyle, actually, Kyle was like, that's cool, man. I actually really appreciate you opening up about your taste in music. And I actually, uh, really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I like this as well. <laughs> Kyle accurately assessed the situation for me and said it was okay <laughs> to like that music. Yeah. But, um, funny enough, actually the first song on that album, just intro, that was the most played song on my iTunes for probably like close to 10 years. It was, uh, do you know the sequence in that song that goes, it's uh, probably a minute and a half in or so, it's the three, two, one. Yeah. When I heard that for the first time, I shit multiple chickens because growing up as a kid, <laughs> my parents got us this old Yamaha keyboard. It was for my sister's birthday, and funny enough, she's the one who introduced us to all Jay. But the... There were four pre-programmed little sounds, and obviously you could cycle through them a bunch, but number one, two, three, and four was the man saying one was one, two was two, three was three, and four was, yeah, that exact, like, <laughs> down to, like, the beat. So I remember, and as soon as I had heard that, I was like, okay, well, this is, I don't think I'll ever stop listening to this, but that's my fun little trivia about. This is going to be one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, me and uh, Alt J's productive uh, music production prowess. Yeah, hand in hand. Dude, I never even knew that. That's awesome. My only, my only other thing too that, well, I guess maybe two things that are worth mentioning, like the rap phase that we went through, which yeah was a lot of Kendrick and Schoolboy Q and Danny Brown and some E Forty. And some Gucci Mane and some Juicy <laughs> J. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. I would even. I think I almost forgot about you. How could I have done Dude, that to the man himself? Three, three Six Mafia as a whole, or just like Juicy J's solo work? So, just Juicy J. I feel like that's pretty funny. You ask Three Six because I'm actually listening to a fair amount of Three Six at this moment. It's kind of had a, nice. uh, a renaissance in my life. Yeah, you know, it's like you can already see the, like, TikTok cut of me working out, building itself. I've got the broccoli hair, <laughs> PJ pants, and a wife beater on. Um, no, I, I only slightly kid. Tommy Tommy did send uh, sipping on some, was it, sipping on some syrup? 
Sipping on Scissor, yep. That's a classic 3-6 Mafia song. But um, in the vein of 3-6, Juicy J's album, Stay Trippy, came out our, my junior 2013. year. It was... That's, that album has had a insane impact on not just like our immediate friend group but like even the like olive branches it's provided to other friends that i know like for example two guys that i've lived with for the past uh two years as well we kind of all had the moment you know cue the verbal meme of the spider-man like you listen to stay trippy too in 2013 <laughs> so and like it's yeah it's really funny to see because it's uh I, I go through that album probably like once every two years, and I just forget how much genuine fun listening to that uh, music is. Is Zippin' a double cup on that album by chance? Zippin' a double cup is not on that album, but it's on the same mixtape that um, some other classics like Who the Neighbors? Or, um, oh my god, there was a, the, the name escapes me for now, but that entire the Zip mixtape equally as revolutionary, probably not as well refined or a full product compared to stay trippy but i yeah i I cannot get me enough of the juice man long story short that's that's my favorite song to turn on if someone's like doing what's like a velo day workout like basically just trying to throw as hard as they can and like you don't want them thinking at all and that is just the best song to throw on just because it's like I'm getting high as fuck. I'm getting. I'm, uh, yeah. I don't go to college, but the dorm room is my domain, full of pretty bitches. Yeah. Yep. Scholarship, so. another uh, A grade banger from that album. Yeah, dude. Or that era, I guess. It just goes so hard. It goes so so unnecessarily hard. Yeah. Stay. <laughs> stay trippy. Um, oxymoron and Good Kid, Mad City are three albums that I think of. Or that I remember when I think of just fucking cruising around in the minivan. Yeah, Good Kid, Mad City is a funny one, too, because it started off almost as like a, a meme, I feel like, between us. That of like, ah, swimming pool is the drank song. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I heard, um, <clears throat> oh my goodness, the name of the song. Um, Backseat Freestyle. Well, that's another one. It's just like equally as hype and same with Mad City, but I'm a... Um, the song that it's the narration of Kendrick and his friends driving around the block and robbing the house. Uh, the Art of Peer Pressure. Yeah. that's what The it is. first time I heard that, it was like an out-of-body experience. I was like, what the hell? Is, like, this is the same whatever pour-up drink guy? Are you kidding me? And, yeah, from there, <laughs> it's just like a <laughs> big respect to Kendrick <laughs> on that one. My man. My boy. So... Yeah, no, it's still by far my favorite Kendrick album, too. I think there's a lot of people who, a lot of Kendrick fans who get really upset with me for saying that, but... I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day. We were just walking back from uh, one of the bars in North Beach, talking about music, and they were like, oh, like, how would you rank Kendrick's albums? And I was like, honestly, for the nostalgia and, like, the importance in my life, Good Kid, Mad City is by far my favorite of his yeah. Like, it's not even close. Like, I think all of his other stuff's great, but, like, too many good memories listening to that. Yeah, no, it's like I, I have a similar sentiment towards um, The Wall by Pink Floyd that it's far from their best work musically. It's still incredible. It's, I think, a little overproduced even, a little cheesy at times. But, yeah, the sentimental impact that it has on me relative to the other albums, even though I can sit down and say this is objectively better music or 
cooler objectively um, as one would say but yeah no, i definitely actually <laughs> no but i very much resonate with that sentiment um the other thing that i wanted to bring up was a legendary playlist that piaru made years ago that I stumbled upon again somewhat recently and was just listening through it. And I'm like, this is still one of my favorite things ever. And like every song on it pretty much is from like 2012. So it's just a wonderful, or it was added on like around 2012. So it just has been the same for 11 years and it's called couch. And I mean, I would highly recommend checking it out, but Got introduced to it to a lot of good songs on this playlist. Po- yeah, on this playlist. I'm scrolling Spotify. through it right now. The entire yeah, yeah, I can share it with you too. Um, the entire State Trippy album is just in the middle of it. Oh, <laughs> as is um, Yeezus by Kanye. Oh, oops, sorry. I guess you know Tucker Tucker Carlson left. Uh, Fox News today. We can talk about Kanye. But um, oh man, yeah. I wish I had looked at this playlist before we started this because this is. Yeah, this you... goes all the way up until up into my um, uh, freshman year of college, actually. Why? Wow. I don't, I don't have an updated version then, because I just have like 60 songs. Yeah, I've got 215, actually. Shit. Um, is this Why the is it couch? Um, It's a play on the phrase from Dave Chappelle, uh, fuck your couch. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, I remember I like I heard that for the first time. Not the first time, but just like I definitely overheard it a couple of times through the years and I always thought it was a really funny phrase. And it's coach. in the pretty signature PRU style of the playlist where it's a lowercase word punctuated with a period. I'm sure you guys podcast saw that period. with the with podcast. Yep. It's I don't know. That was another thing my sister, I guess, impressed on me. I remember all of her playlists were organized in a similar way and I just haven't really stopped doing that for the past now. Wow, Fifteen it's years copycat ago. league. No, she will. I don't know. Perception is reality. Maybe we'll cut that part out. You have, what, two older sisters? <laughs> two older sisters. I am the youngest. One's six so years older. Oh, I know. The other one is only two years older. So Let me guess. She swam, too? Yes. All, we all did. And we were one, all of them even, one of them even swam for a certain country in a certain international sporting event. That is correct. She swam for um, Estonia at the Beijing Olympics. So we always joke that she took the really talented genes of the family and had one really good swing at them. So we can't get too <laughs> upset with her at that. I would like some spare, some scraps. I know when we had Jack on the show, I was really bummed that I hadn't done like more homework or like knew about his swimming career beforehand because I was like, damn, I yeah. think afterwards I was like, Oh, he was a really fucking good swimmer. Yeah, I know Jack. Jack was an exceptional swimmer. Um, so was our other roommate, uh, Ben Lawless. They're all multi, multiple individual Americans in their events, and they're sensationally modest about it too. So it's uh, no, it's really interesting because technically, like when I was at Cal Poly and I swam there as well, like on paper we're supposedly similar teams. We're both D one swim teams, but then when you start talking to them about the mindset of the team 
and what they go through relative to what you experience. You're like, oh, so this, like, you understand why that there's that much more successful in the sport and how much more it actually takes from you. So mm-hmm. don't want to digress too much further into swimming because I know this is a music podcast. Well, it's a swimming and music podcast. Uh, we don't mm. actually get to talk about swimming that much. Fake so. news. Fake news. Not, <laughs> not a will- swimming podcast. I don't know if Jake would allow any like Cal Poly slander if, if you were going to say like, oh, like we just didn't get after it like UF or these other schools. Dude, I mean, he can talk about the Cal Poly swim team only once. I, that's not mm-hmm. my area of expertise. Well, yeah, and then I'm going to be having a solo conversation by myself. So. <laughs> you can. You can just Good keep recording. We were, you know, we were in the... If I did, if I, if, yeah, if I had to do it again, I would not do anything differently. I, I had a sensational college swimming yeah. experience except being a distance swimmer i probably changed that <laughs> are you able to listen to music while swimming is that oh hell no it's, it's you in the black line it's wow. you and like you're just like repeating words to yourself you've got songs stuck in your head like it's a pretty fucked up existence to put it for like lightly could so. you potentially put your swim cap over your your AirPods? Yeah. AirPods weren't really a thing. While, no, you honestly, it would be pretty miserable. Um, well, your AirPods would certainly break after a certain time. <laughs> and they do make those headphones, but like, I don't know. I'm also probably harping on it because I never got to experience it and probably would be yeah, pretty cool, especially on some of the longer swims. But, um, well, sometimes uh, it was always at Cathedral when I was at, uh, in high school. My high school team... Tory Pines would use um, Cathedral's pool for swim practice, and there was a synchro team, synchronized swimming team, that practiced at the same time. But they've got these like banging underwater speakers. I don't know what they do, but it just like shoots sound through the water much better than a typical speaker would. So that's the only time I guess you would ever listen to music <laughs> underwater is if the synchro gang was going off next to you. <laughs> that tends to be cool. stuff more in the vein of like Barbie Girl and like. Just very uh, so you hyper need fan music. Oh yeah, hey, bangers. But that's like once you're starting to go a little bit crazy, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm still a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. You do that, start to lose a little bit of your marbles for thirty minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I think I know what the next question is, Jake. I do too. We we have discussed the past a decent amount, and I feel like we started to mention how. Maybe you're listening currently to some old stuff, like some Juicy mm-hmm. J. But uh, what are, like all around, what are you listening to right now? Yeah, so my music taste, I would say, wait, we have, I had a pretty big expansion period through high school and college, and I kind of ended up back where I started. Classic rock and stuff, uh, guitar-driven music is really a staple of what I still listen to. So what I'm listening to right now would be King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um, Who we may yeah, or may not talk about later. May or may not be talking about them a fair amount more. Um, I can't really get enough of them. They're that category of band for me. Um, Viagra Boys, um, yep. Worms or Street Worms. It's a sensational album. It's almost like New Age blues, jazz mixed in with just chaos and it's yeah. wonderfully beautiful. I can't get enough that's, of those that's guys. That's Viagra Boys? Viagra Boys. Yep. They're uh, a bunch of Swedish guys. Um, they're a lead singer. I actually grew up in the Bay Area, but um, 
they've got some outstanding. I would be happy to come back on and do a full 19-hour episode on some of their songs. We're definitely um, going to have repeat guests because too many people like too many good musics. Exactly. And then also there's a band. Uh, we saw them actually at Desert Days a couple months ago. Um, Shame, their new album. I ha- I've really only given it a couple of listen-throughs, and in my grand intellect i just never look at the song that i'm listening to when i listen to it and i hear all these bits and points that i really enjoy about it and i couldn't tell you what the song names are but as an overall listen really enjoy shame and then as i mentioned previously before i've been exploring some of the kind of mid to late 90s three six mafia stuff that's honestly closer to sometimes to the horrorcore stuff but they have some really really fun lo-fi production that's just make for easy listening, but then you'll catch the glimpses and shimmers of a, a tough ass juicy J verse. And you're like, all right, there we go. This is what I was looking for. So pretty, I guess people would call it a diverse uh, rotation right now, but it's a lot of the same stuff that I've been listening to for a while at this point. So what's in your guys' rotation right now? Uh, not about me. Uh, yeah, you don't care about me. I still can't stop listening to uh, Scaring the Hose. <laughs> I really... Danny Brown. Oh, I man. I just can't get enough of it, dude. It's such a fucking good album. I gotta check that album out because... You'll, I think you'll like it. Yeah, I've, I've heard Black Midi... No, excuse me. I'm, um, JPEG. JPEG. I, first, I, I always conflate JPEG Mafia and Black Midi. For Similar music, so... But yeah, well, because it's funny, the way I describe the new Shame album is that there's bits and pieces of it that start to get a little like more experimental, but I describe it as um, black midi, but not annoying. Because <laughs> 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 um, no, I, in all seriousness, black midi absolutely rips, but I liken them to like a an annoying cousin who's mm-hmm. young right now. They bother me in certain amounts. And I can enjoy them in moderation, but I know in the long run I'll come around to loving them. So we'll see where my relationship with Black Midi ends up going. So if you have any recommendations, I'd be happy to take it. As long as it's not the song Hell, because I don't like that one. <laughs> I don't listen to Black Midi enough to give recommendations. So All right. keep, keep that I in think mind. We need to end this podcast now. Later, guys. <laughs> it's been fun. We'll talk to you later. It's been real. <laughs> what about you, Dylan? Don't think you're getting off the hook that easy. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been listening to... Uh, scaring the hose a decent amount as well that's like if i <laughs> if if i just don't really know what to listen to that's probably what i'm just going it's my to default choose. right now yeah because um, i just still love it <laughs> uh makami put out an album probably a month ago i've been listening to that a decent amount um uh yeah makami the other griselda member well he's no he's no longer a member of griselda uh but let's see Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, those guys I listen to a good amount. I don't know, PR, if you ever heard or listen to much. No, I have not, actually. Can you... What's the genre? Uh, it's rap. You should you should okay. check out some, like, West Side Gun. He's really infatuated with, with wrestling, so there's a lot of, like... They'll sample different clips of, like... Uh, like macho man randy savage and like just incorporated at the end of a song or whatever um but yeah uh a lot of ad libs too 
brrr, you know. Interesting. Have you guys yeah. on this on the topic of funny samples? And I guess this is relevant to last night after um, OMG TBA's performance at the uh, Desert Festival Coachella. You guys ever heard the song Country Rhythm? R I D D I M. No. No. It's this like uh, it starts off as almost this, like neo western song. The like the bell in the background, the man narrating is like cuts into these like hyper aggressive drops. And apparently, um, last night, Fortet dropped that at least like four or five separate times throughout their entire set. <laughs> and just like couldn't get like he, he, apparently you could like see him like visibly like laughing very hard every time he would drop it so after this episode would highly recommend giving country rhythm a listen it's already going in my legs so yeah. i will for sure be adding <laughs> it's it it's a really funny album cover too that's so good uh did listen to a little bit of fucking kid rock today <laughs> interesting <laughs> last episode there's there's one guy right now in the gym he's from texas and like if he ever needs something to come on to like fire him up it's this one song by by kid rock called cocky and like it's just so in your face and i kind of love it like secretly because i'm cocky she said what it's there, so stupid no i i totally i get I uh, fully stand the the Kid Rock idolization of to a small extent. Can't can't start veering too far to the right here. Um, no, but uh, there's pretty core memory as well for me. It was back in sixth grade. I remember watching the video of Kid Rock at Woodstock '99 opening his set with "Bawi Tipa," whatever that word is called. Really popular song by him. But, like, his intro, like, he, like, looks like true, like, royalty rock star. Well, he's also literally wearing a fur coat and, like, a fur fedora. But, like, seeing the energy in that crowd and that performance he delivers, I was like, I don't listen to that much Kid Rock, but this is fucking cool. So, I definitely understand where the Kid Rock love comes from. I I would like to be like this guy in, I don't know, say, 24 years. Yeah. Funny enough, that same uh, festival, watching uh, Limp Biscuits uh, perform it is what got me into them, and then cued why the name of the group chat between myself, Jake, Tommy, Adam, and Charlie is called the Lit Biscuits because it's a play on simply Limp Biscuit, and I wish I was that much more creative and original, but just closing the loop right now. On a lot of deep uh, childhood things, and what a way to close it, indeed. Yeah, we're never talking in that group chat again. Nope, but it's been it's been a good ride. Um, now is the time where we get in, get into what we came here to talk about, and that Ooh. is normally it's an album, but mm-hmm. Piaru decided, similar to. His old roommate and friend of the show, Jack, to make yeah, us huh? stealing his idea, just stealing Sorry, Jack's idea, test. pretty much ripping uh-huh. it off. But Piaru made us a playlist that he thought would do a good job to give us a small taste of what going to see King Giz live might be like. Uh, and he, he only made it an hour, 10 minutes, so maybe shorter than a normal King Giz concert could be, potentially. Yeah, well, um, it's funny. 
the way you actually phrased it that my this is technically yes a playlist but this is 11 out of 13 of these songs are actually and it's in the same order too as well of the first show that we saw in london so it's the set list oh hell yeah and i didn't realize it was the yeah. same one that's dope yeah so um the for everyone's edification <laughs> myself and one of my really good college friends, Zach, who Zach's Jake a friend also of the lived show. with. Zach's yes, been on the show. Zach is a friend of the show. Um, Zach and myself uh, surprised our friend Jack, who lives in London, for his birthday because we checked it out and King Giz was closing out their European tour in London and it was right before his birthday, so we flew out, surprised him, just kind of coordinated with his girlfriend. It was this whole big bash, but we got to see two separate shows in London in two separate venues. So this playlist is modeled after the first uh, set list that we saw. Jack actually caught a set list. Oh, no, Zach caught the set list and gave it to Jack, but shout out to Zach for being a prolific King Gizzard merchandise catcher. He's caught two drumsticks, uh, like three set lists and two lyric sheets, and he's given me the lyric sheets for actually one of the songs in this playlist, Iron Lung. We get more into that later. And then he's had like drumsticks hit his hands a handful of other times. I don't know how he does it, but shout <laughs> it out helps to him being there. six four and lanky. Yeah, I yeah. no, he's a freak athlete. the narrative. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this playlist is modeled after the set list of the first show that we saw. I was at a venue called Alexandra Palace or Ali Pali, as the locals called Ali it. Ali Pali. It was one of the coolest venues I've ever been to. It reminded me, have you guys ever been to the Shrine in LA? No. Uh, no. It's um, on USC. I've been campus. to the North Park Observatory though. Aw. <laughs> Same thing. Cool. Fair enough. Um, but it's this beautiful, it's literally like an old palace up in North London, and they've like reconstituted it as a performance venue. And it was well, not only beautiful, but then we realized, oh shit, this venue has a 10,000 person capacity. For reference, we saw them at a San Francisco club in uh, April of 2022 with Max. 600 people in there so it was definitely a really really stark change but also um my girlfriend tagged along for this concert too so she got her first uh taste of the g and uh she had a nice time for sure so i don't know if she'd do it again but (laughs) happy for her to share that experience with myself and some of my best friends isn't that and i love you man doesn't a girlfriend tag along to like a rush concert and then it's just like her caught in the middle. Do you, you ever watch the movie? I, I, love I have seen I Love You, Man, but I don't remember that scene. But it's ringing a lot of bells. But that yeah. is very much in tune with what happened there. So <laughs> yeah. I kept She's her out. Like of, I kept her out. Ride. Of, I kept her out of the pit. Jack and Zach yeah. were full throttle. And the next night, it was just me, Zach, and Jack went to the second concert, and it was we were just at the rail like, the entire time. Fuck yeah! No chicks, <laughs> girls. Ew! More no loud girls. music. How how did you get into King Giz? So, funny enough, it was... What was the gateway drug? The gateway drug was surfing. There was a video that was released in early 2017. The title of it's called Ain't No Wave Pool. 
and it's a video of Mick Fanning, Australian surfer, surfing this dream wave, and it's this like visually stunning scene, incredible video, but the entire time there's this little song playing in the background and it just consists of saying rattlesnake over and over and over and over again. Set to just like a fun psychedelic guitar beat. So I went and checked those guys out and, you know, I was like, okay, like I really like the song rattlesnake. So it is my, so my friends, really funny slapstick music video. Didn't really think much of else, uh, much else of them from there. And then actually in the fall of 2017, Tommy sends me a text message and he t- checked out the rest of that album. He's like, dude, these King Giz guys absolutely rip. And <laughs> from there, I just started diving deeper and deeper into not just the proverbial, but real Gizverse. And it was a good time to become a fan because 2017, they released five albums in the year alone. Um, they recently outdid that in 2022 by releasing three albums in two weeks. And absolutely, since insane. then, because uh, for anybody here who hasn't listened to King Giz either, they're notorious for their prolific nature. That they just pump out albums, but they're not all same the same stuff. It's completely different genres, different build outs. I think the playlist I provided here is probably pretty close to a monotone King is album. Cause we could go really stretched out mm-hmm. all over the place, but it just kind of continued to keep just stucking me off. Sorry. You said that it's sucking me in and <laughs> it just starts sucking <laughs> me and it's just blowing my mind. Yeah. I and will say I felt like a little bit of a, a genius there for a split second. Cause one of the notes I took was like, all right, I noticed that there were different sounds going on all throughout the playlist. And then I was like looking at the album covers and I was like, all right, these three songs in a row are the same album and they give me the same vibe, but they're very different from, well, you know, you could kind of tell. So, yeah. so I was going to ask the question of like, is each album somewhat like a yeah. different genre, different style? And then here you are telling us that that's exactly what they do. Yeah. And so they- Nobody that knows nothing about King Giz figuring it out. Wow. Look at you now. So it's interesting because Nonagon Infinity, the one where it's the sequence of Robot Stop, Big Fig Wasp, and Gamma Knife, or you know, that's uh, those are the three I highlighted. Cool. Yeah, we can we'll call it Maga Knife in honor of uh, Mr. Tucker today. But um, so that <laughs> album you can actually listen all the way through in a nonstop loop from start to front. Excuse me start to finish front to back it keeps on looping never ever stops that's Perfect kind of the, the point of the album so but, you could listen to it for infinity uh technically mm. that you could mm. say that nonagon infinity opens the door i would assume <laughs> that to be true so like i'm i don't think exactly nonagon infinity has a single theme to it or tells the story but for example the um, album that both Hell and Perihelion on, Infest the Rat's Nest, my personal favorite album, tells the story of a <laughs> of a spaceship going to Mars, missing and crashing into the sun. So <laughs> it's, and they end up in hell at the end. So that's a really, really fun one. Um, where, are, wait, where are these guys from? They're Australian. Nice. 
Yes, they have a lot of fun with their music. Um, Couple of Aussies. How many? How many of them are there? There's there was seven of them. They used to have two drummers, three guitarists, a bassist, and a keyboardist. And now they lost a drummer, so they're just down to one. Only one drummer. But only one drummer. <laughs> less opportunities for Zach to catch some drumsticks. Yeah. So. Ex- <laughs> That was an underrated comment. I like that. I'm um, really bummed. It's like, oh shit. So <laughs> my numbers up. Like for example, if you look at um, track number eleven on the playlist, Iron Lung, um, the the album title is Ice Death Planets Lungs Mushrooms and Lava. And if you actually go through the album, each song is in the mode that corresponds to the first initial of the words in the album title. So for example, ice five is in Ionian. And then uh, there's another song with D for death is Dorian. P for planets is Phrygian. L for lungs is Lydian. M for mushrooms is Mixolydian. And then the one that's lava. I used to watch so much Mixolydian growing up. (laughs) This one's in the Nickelodeon mode. (laughs) But no, yeah, it's, they're really uh, they love to just weave these silly little details into their albums and it makes me appreciate them that much more but did you guys have any immediate standouts to not to preempt any of your questions but nah, dude. at this point you. at this point talking about the album slash playlist tends to really just be kind of free-flowing yeah. topics come up as they do but yeah i'd love to get into favorite songs yeah um actually can i can i ha- i'll let, highlight my favorite let's right let now. dylan start because dylan's the one oh, yeah. who came into king is on virgin ears yeah uh biggest star that i have is next to hell um that song goes so fucking hard and that last like i don't know like you think the song is almost over and like it's just kind of gonna fade out and then it just like out of nowhere i don't even know if it's a fucking what the terminology is the riff or whatever but it just yeah. like makes you want to jump into a mosh pit or i don't know I, pr you could tell me better than <laughs> no that, <laughs> that, makes better than you, that makes me really happy to hear because fun fact actually um so the second show that we saw, they actually opened with <laughs> the hell. Second show. The, se- the, second, the second show they opened with hell. And Jack had brought one of his buddies in London who didn't really know King is at all. And we were just kind of telling him, like, hey, like, we're going to get pretty deep into the pit and stuff. Like, I was like, oh, that's fine. Just like, give me a tap or like, let me know when you guys are going and I'll come in. And <laughs> they opened with hell. And it was like within the first note, Jack and Zach told me they saw me already six in front of them just immediately <laughs> cutting through the cloud to move straight into the mosh pit so yeah hell is one of the better all-time uh, first lines too god it's pretty hot down here <laughs> <laughs> so no that makes me incredibly happy to hear that you're that big of a fan of hell yeah any others dylan um did you, did you say the album was titled infest the rat's nest infest the rat's nest yep yeah because i i jotted down that lyric i just thought that yep. was funny um, uh, I just remember like right off the bat, Gaia, I was like, all right, this is like, this goes very, very hard. And in my world of like being in a gym, I was like, Ooh, I could play this. And like guys would be like, Ooh, this is, you know, what the fuck is this? You know? Cause I, I can't say I've ever heard anybody play King Giz in the gym, but it would be good there time are, to go fucking hard music. 
Yeah, there are guys that like to, you know, like put on some like heavy metal, like yep. not necessarily screamo, but like shit that like I've seen guys punch their face and like, you know, whatever they can do yep. to throw harder. Um, <laughs> so a guy break his know. fucking jaw and then he threw 96. Pretty, yeah, almost looked like he was going to break his fucking jaw. But um, I jotted down uh, those. What was that album? Robot Stop, Big Fig Wasp. Yeah, Nonagon yeah. Infinity the the comparison or the band that came to mind was rush like i was like i'm getting some major rush vibes here yep is that, no, I is that like some influence there's uh, there's definitely influence it's uh i don't think there's any like clear draws no i know exactly what you're talking about though when you talk about kind of some of the parallels just it's like very it's almost like a repeat of like themes throughout the album by themes i mean just kind of like riffs in the same notes it kind of feels like the album's almost in the same key the entire time just changed up tempos mm-hmm. so yeah because then uh let's see other notes that i have well th- th- i guess that was the thing was early on i was so caught off guard i was like all right these guys are like they're just gonna go hard as hell and it's just gonna be like in my face and then all of a sudden like those songs i was like all right this is just a slightly different sound almost like a like different different vocals too. Like mm-hmm. I just couldn't get a grip. I should have I should have looked up a photo and like gotten a better idea or seen like watch some sort of video just to have an idea of like what exactly I was even listening to. Hmm. Um, the song "Nobody," Glass Animals. Am I like weird for thinking that that's like? No, I, I totally I get where you're coming from with that. What um, and credit to Tommy for this observation. It really reminds me of like a Abbey Road White Album era Beatles, to be honest. Mm. It's a very like quintessential, like mid-60s, like, late-60s, psychedelic rock feel to me. Yeah, yeah, it's like just looking at a lava lamp. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, that's a really good way of putting it, but it's like, I'm glad that you noticed the changes in tempo because I'm sure going, for your first time listening to King is going from Gamma Knife into Hot Water where it's like flute music. The flute goes fucking hard, dude. So, well, yeah, that's the fun fact. Flutes indeed can start mosh pits. But, um, because <laughs> I almost wanted to find a recording of the concert live for you guys to watch, or at least give you some, like, more live background into this. Because, for example, when they did Robot Stop, Big Fig Wasp, Gamma Knife, Into Hot Water, that was all one consecutive song. They didn't stop at all. And then they also like they like teased other songs throughout it, so it's just like much more intricate weave and dance, and it's like an added like like a whole bunch of jams throughout. So that could have been a way to approach that. But I think one song that I want to ask you guys, ask your guys' thoughts on this is the song "Work" this time. I my note. You ready? I I enjoyed it. I remember like listening to it. Because it was different. It was different in comparison mm-hmm. to everything else, like much slower. Uh, the, the line, I know I'm lazy, but baby, I will work this time. I was like, damn, my mom and sister think I'm so damn lazy. But man, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to figure it out. So, Jake, any, any thoughts on work this time? Uh, the only note I wrote down was in all caps, so chill. Because like, yeah, <laughs> that was so that like that transition that happened in like partway through, I really enjoyed and not to change topics, but on the next song, Shanghai, 
first thing I read, I was like, I'm really mad I haven't gotten into like this side of King Giz. Because like I'm aware that they like are not just like pigeonholed into one thing, but like yeah. I haven't listened to this kind of music from them really much at all. So I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. But yeah, work this time, nobody, Shanghai, all of so that hypertension was great. Shanghai and fun. Intro Lung, I think were two that I was like, ooh, I could they gave me like a playing MLB the show or like a baseball video game as you're just like spending yeah. time on the homepage, like trying to create your roster or whatever, like just easy, yeah. good listening music. Well, I say that because work this time is consistently the number one most played King Gizzard song on Spotify. And I had never really even given it a second thought. I really didn't like it. It was too like lo-fi recording. And I found it honestly a little bit annoying because I thought they had way better stuff. And then suddenly they played it live and it's this like much heavier version live. Like it's still like super chill and smooth, but it's just like much heavier guitar. The um, singer for the song Joey breaks into this like full, like six minute solo at the tail end of the song and kind of like melts the crowd with it. And yeah, it's witnessing that song live completely flipped turned my perception of that song. So I'd really encourage you guys to go check so, out that song live. Yeah, I was gonna, so so if we had said it sucked, you would have been like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa <laughs> well, get well, no, actually, I, I would have, I would have absolutely agreed with you because I think it was kind of I, I again I really did not like that song before I saw it live, and then it was like kind of like a white whale moment for me to see that because. Iron Lung's another one that it's a good song and the studio version is great, but it's a completely different animal live. It's so much heavier. Well, actually, Jake was there too. We got to see it debuted live at Desert Days. Oh, I didn't really And then, yeah, they debuted it at Desert Days. And then the next day, um, Zach and I flew back home to Berkeley to see their marathon set there. And after that, when they played Iron Lung again, Zach caught joey um my favorite band member his lyric sheet for iron lung so i actually have that in my kitchen framed a very crumpled up lyric sheet to iron lung so <laughs> crumpled up and taped that should just be the uh like the the artwork for the episode just a photo of that <laughs> pretty much yeah uh, yeah i'd be happy to send you a picture or the, or the, Dude, or we the probably could. i bet we could do something like that yeah. we could do a picture of it yeah, I could send you the poster for the um, show. Mm, uh, and we can uh, extrapolate our faces onto there somehow. There we go. Dylan's really good with Photoshop. He can do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll get clicks. <laughs> what did you yeah, guys I mean, think? Oh, sorry, after you. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, that's pretty much it in terms of, like, my notes and my analysis. I feel like that's always what it is, just my fucking, like, reactions while listening, like, things that I either think of come to mind comparisons um the only other thing i had was just uh right after hell right and the last the final three songs hell lord of the lightning evil death roll i just all caps h a r d just like through the three the notes that i would have written for the three songs just like hard wait there was more after hell what Really? Mm, yeah, because I'm looking at it on my computer, yeah. and I, I, it stops at hell, but then you said that, and I was like, wait, I think I did add those. Yeah, I'm only seeing 13 songs. I only got, my, hell was the closer for me. 
Same. That's that's huh? Because I when you said that though, like rung a bell that I had done that. Maybe I did more work than even well, needed. Well, I'm you. happy you got to hear Evil Death Roll because that's my favorite song off that album. Nice. Um, not bad. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, interesting. I wonder what happened there. Um, technical difficulties. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my f- absolute favorite song though on this uh, playlist is uh, Hypertension. It's a play off of some of their more progressive uh, metal stuff that they put out. They you're put not, out an album. You're not gonna like my notes. I don't have a very nuanced take. I just put long as fuck, but yeah. not <laughs> not necessarily in a bad way. And I put with intro and outro, like a very clear like intro and outro. Another thing that I noticed, Piero, kudos to you. Uh, I don't I don't know if this was intentional, but a lot of the songs ended up like blending very well together. To where it wasn't like way too distinct when there was a new song or you know yeah. it flowed it flowed very nicely. That was so you can bl- you can blame the band for that. Yeah, one, kudos to take, them. I will take credit for that. <laughs> um, no, I again as you guys are fellow San Diegans, um, hypertension also has a really close place in my heart because the show before in Paris they opened up hypertension with the same rhythm as Hell's Bells. Because mm. it's all in A minor, and it's the exact same notes for the intro, just different timing. And I saw them do that, and I nearly lost my mind, and I really wanted them to do it again. Because, obviously, it's an homage to ACDC for them, given they're also Australian. But, you know, I just cannot get me enough Trevor Hoffman, personally. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, uh, Hypertension's definitely uh, my favorite one on this playlist. So, it's a... Uh, Gave me some modest mouse vibes listening to it. Interesting. Yeah. Where are they from? They're from, um, they're from Oregon, yeah. Yeah. Oregon? Modest mouse? Modest mm-hmm. moose? Yeah. From Oregon? My, my, my favorites. Um, I really liked Parahelion. It went hard as shit. I looked it up, and the word perihelion means the point in the orbit of a planet, asteroid, or comet at which it's closest to the sun. And yep. the whole song just felt like a love song to the sun. And yeah, that's I one that. of my favorites off that album, too. I, I don't think I've actually ever seen... No, excuse me. I've only seen that song live once, and it wasn't at this show, because they actually, in the place of perihelion, played a new song called Gila Monster. And it sounded very similar to Perihelion. So apparently their next album is supposed to be, quote, from them, their Twitter, heavy as fuck. So I'm sensationally excited <laughs> about this next album. Fuck yeah. Um, and then immediately after Robots Stop, I just, I just fuck shit up, hell yeah, was my notes on it. I just loved it, the transition in it. Super epic jam in the middle and then the way it like flowed into like i get that it's you know that's how the album goes those like the first three songs but like they just they go together so damn well the three of them and then nobody and like i said that in shanghai just the new to me ish side of king is that i hadn't heard and i just really liked it um and then my favorite, which is like 
potentially my, maybe my favorite song of theirs, uh, Persistence. It's just such, such a chill groove and it just, yep. just goes so nice. That's my, that's my next white whale to see live because when they do it uh, in <laughs> classic fashion, it's a little heavier too. It's a little more on the prog rock side and it sounds really, really nice. Dude, I so, could fuck with that heavier. That'd be sick. I, I am seeing them four times in June. So <laughs> here's to hoping Only? one of those hits. How, yeah, only four how times. times have you, how many times have you seen them? in your life so right now i have seen sorry um i literally have like a uh a sheet tracking all the set lists that i've seen and i can like <laughs> tell you what songs i've seen the most uh what, one two many? three four five six seven so i've only seen them yeah i've only seen them eight times overall <sighs> but um only after after the month of june we will have seen them uh 10 times in 12 months so dude that's so sweet i'm starting to think you might not actually be a fan yeah, i'm thinking you not. might you might be a little g's head over there a little bit big old but... fan of the g's because doesn't yeah i think we talked about this with jack when he was on because he was talking grateful dead and like they have a crazy cult following in the sense that, like, people just anytime they tour, they follow. Yep. Is King Giz somewhat on that same level, or just very just you and the boys? Very much so. Um, there's kind of like it's kind of becoming more and more like acknowledged that um, King Giz is a bit of this generation's dead at this point. Yeah. Because of their shows are becoming increasingly jammier as well. And they're starting to really, really grow in size as well. Because I think it's only a matter of time, uh, probably less than a handful of years before they're going to start playing like arena tours, so on and so forth. Which is going to be a really big change from seeing them in somewhere as intimate as they're. Like a, yeah. Hard to believe that they're growing in size when they just lost a drummer. Huh. <laughs> it's almost as if they're shrinking. It was a tactical shrink. But tactical shrinkage, yeah, no, no. dead weight. Um, maybe who knows? Um, no, it's really cool to see. Well, it's not only them, their music getting more popular, but also looking at the development of their abilities as musicians. Because honestly, they were never like that, like raw. They were just very creative and fun and knew what to do with certain things. But now they're getting to the point where it's like, oh shit, they're really kind of approaching that masters of their craft type territory. Because like when they started the band, they were only 21, 22. Now that it's been 10, 21. 21. <laughs> it's only now that it's been 10 plus years, and it's like that's. I'm sure you guys are aware that it's like the idea of putting 10,000 hours into something is where you start to like mm-hmm. approach that mastery point. So it's like you've kind of seen them mm-hmm. approach that objective over the past few years. I mean, you put out what 22 albums. You know, you're gonna start yeah. to get a little better at it with each time exactly so what's funny um even between all that um the group is Stu, the lead singer of the group is kind of considered like the patriarch the what kevin parker is to tim paula is almost what Stu is to king gives because how much uh final say he has everything and how much he actually writes so would he be king gizzard or would he be the lizard wizard I think he's just Stu, but if you had listened at all to me a couple minutes oh, ago there, you would have known. <laughs> um, 
I don't know, actually, because they made the name just as a bit of a meme. So it's one of the funniest names in all of. It's music. a play on. Um, I just it's it's like going to a restaurant and they have like a long ass name for you know like the Bermuda bacon cheeseburger you know it's got some sort of like wild name and you're just like oh, I'm gonna have the bacon cheeseburger yep. like I, I refuse to say the full I would just rather say King Giz yeah the King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard yeah no it's it's a play though on um I very much feel the same way I'll say either King Giz or just Giz <laughs> or just Jizz you know ha 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 um. It's a play on um, Jim Morrison's old nickname of the Lizard King. So they just kind of threw in some other words with there, and they're like, ah, it'll stick. And it was supposed to be a placeholder name, and then they just never bothered to change it, and now look at them now. So, <laughs> and now they're stuck. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of actually what the Foo Fighters, that's like the same thing, like their name. Dave Grohl just made it, and he's like, eh, just placeholder name, and then now they're stuck with it and he's like he said it's on <laughs> well that's a fantastic name <laughs> but he he's he's said just like it's such a fucking stupid name i would change it if i could yeah that's a t- i have honestly always felt the same way about the food fires that being said very excited to see them and um i've never actually seen them August, kind maybe. Of- for the 11th time yeah i've never seen them either my sister's seen them like four or five times at least yeah ben said he really really so. enjoyed seeing them it's like i don't know it's what I take comfort in is like you saw the whole Coachella Frank Ocean debacle. What you know with guys like the Foo Fighters, that's like they're consummate professionals and are going to put on a yeah. good fucking show. So you're gonna get a fucking show. Exactly. We need to link up for that. No, for sure. I don't think we are. <laughs> I would like to hang out for that set if we could. <laughs> hmm, I don't know, Jake. You're really tall and hmm. I can't see around you. You can get on my shoulders. You had a really bad time the last time at Outside Lands. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> I was just thinking too the last time at Outside Lands when we spent like you know a solid more more time together than we did, just fucking being at the Boney Vare set with you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was because they that's another group who was very very much a staple in like us oh, yeah. coming up. And I just remember this moment of like turning around and looking at you and just like I could fucking cry. Oh, right it was now. great! <laughs> I was so fucking happy. Dude. I've honestly seen Boney Bear live multiple times, and the only one, the only performance that I actually like enjoy and remember and think about is that one. It was awesome. It was a good time. Good time. I will do it again. We shall. Take me back. Take me back, please. <laughs> well, 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 well. All right. Well, now we've had our fun, but now. It's time to get serious. Piaru, I don't know if you're aware, but we like to do a little game show on these episodes where we're going to test, are you really a fan of King Giz? Okay. Do you know this album slash playlist that well? Okay. Okay. Is this all you... Is this all smoke and mirrors? Have you, have you never even really listened to them before and you're just trying to be cool and relevant? Are you just going to these shows and like not absorbing any of the lyrics or anything that's going on? You're just there for the free drumsticks that your friend catches? Oh, it's all just a vessel for mushrooms and beers. So we'll see how much of this appertains. <laughs> it's a way to get more mushroom and beer into my yeah, mouth. Yeah, it's like, it's like um, what, I use celery, like, what, what I use celery for uh, raisins and peanut butter is what I use King Get Shows yes. to beer and mushrooms. So 
Yeah, it's it's like what the carrots, bell peppers, and broccoli is for ranch oh, in the yep, vegetable dipping spread. <laughs> <laughs> I just want ranch and hummus in me. All right, so the way this is gonna work, I'm gonna do. We're gonna go through five songs. Count them five. I am gonna give you a snippet of lyrics from that song. I'm gonna sing it more or less like it is in the song. I'm not gonna give you a complete uh clone of it tune just because also too i don't want to take away from it and make this all about me um and then you're gonna have to guess the song so definitely have the have the playlist in front of you like you don't have to do it all by memory but here we go maybe i will okay okay there we go i had to get to the point in the song first all right Sheet of paper, mountain, raper, moment, silence. Everybody, spineless. <gasps> he got it. Ding, 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 ding. That's correct. That was Hot Water, which is off of the album I'm in Your Mind Fuzz. One of everyone's favorites. Not bad. All right. So that is one. Give me a moment while I... I was actually a little more prepared this time and wrote down the timestamps that I need to go to. Because last time I was just like looking through the lyrics on Spotify. But here we go. Giver of life and the giver of speed. Ever we take even her gravity. Her glowing beauty is something to see. Bigger and brighter she cometh to me. Yeah, that was uh, Shanghai. Parahalian. Mushrooms and beer, and you still are able to know these songs. Wow, very impressive, Pierre. How is it possible? Parahalian off of Infest the Rasnets. PR, two for two. Looking pretty good for him so far, not going to lie. Let's see if he can keep it up, shall we? All right. It's like trivia. But I think he's good enough that if I just if I just read these with no, rhythm, I think I think he's that good. I think yeah, he doesn't need read. rhythm. You want it? All right. It? All right. Um, no, All this right. is like trivia, but like scratching like the deepest, strangest corner of my brain in the best way possible. And if you want this one, I kind of specifically picked because I was gonna really, really give it my all on all this right. and put on a show. But oh, okay, G- yeah, give it your all on this one, and then I'll. Do all right, we'll we'll do. Mm, no, 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 no. We'll 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 do this. One minute you're swigging on a green tea. Next minute, floating on a pillow in a den. Oh, Shanghai. From there, it gets a. <laughs> Oh my God! I couldn't even finish the excerpt that I wrote down. Yeah, so I was gonna really hit the high pitch. One minute you're speaking on a green tea. I thought about it. Let me let me read this one out. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah, do it, Dylan. Dylan's gonna take the next one. I don't know if you'll be able to beat me. Oh, you just beat Jake there. You ready? Loosen up. Time to drop. Fuck shit up. Don't forget Don't about forget it. Don't forget about it. Robot stop. I Honestly, I feel like Jake might be wrong. I, I'm starting to trust PR more than Jake's notes. 
What if? Sadly, that was off of Gamma Knife. Unless I could, am I wrong? I I genuinely can, can, can would trust PR more. PR has been loose enough. Time is time up. to drop. Oh yeah, dude! I wrote I wrote down the wrong yeah. song for it. That's my mom, dude. <laughs> wow. I, I That's figured. just how good I, he I, is. Yeah, that is crazy. I'm bamboozled. Listen I'm up. bamboozled. Y'all. Time to drop. Fuck shit up. Don't forget Don't about it. Dude, so not only do you get the point for that, but I actually get negative points. And <laughs> so you're I'm gonna, the podcast host. That, that really yeah, <laughs> you're, you actually get the podcast now, so congratulations <laughs> now on that. you have that. to record week after week. Personal jinx, you owe me a vodka Week after week after week. Something that someone would... <laughs> Potentially even call a second job. Hell, 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 hell. Do you know the song? Hell Bells by ACDC? No, dude, that wasn't it. I'm gonna go. We like to have fun around here. <laughs> yes, I'm just. I just Bro, what do we just guess the one? What do we? I'm gonna Woody while listening to Hell. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with um, Hell by um. <laughs> he did it! Woo! Perfect, clean sweep. Really tried to throw you a curveball there at the end, but it did not no, work. No, no, no. Five for five, man. Yes, I appreciate that. This you is... truly are a fan of King Giz, dude. I, that's the best compliment that I could sick. receive. Don't say thank you yet, because we still have a tiny bit more we left. The roast. So don't worry. Oh, no, I was thanking for the compliment, we, silly goose. You, you, pre- you prepared the roast, though, right? Like, we are doing that. Sunday roast? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, take it away for this next question. Um, so a couple, uh, one, let's start with this ideal setting to listen to this playlist. If you had to pick one and I'll even, I'll even maybe change it to, if you want to pick one album from this playlist, Mm -hmm. just to maybe get more specific, cause this is a bit of, you know, it's hard to pin down. That is very true. All right. Honestly, I would say Infest the Rat's Nest is a great workout playlist. Like, I personally... Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, you can do that, but, like, all personally, I like to just, like, walk around and listen to albums. So if you want a nice walking album for this as well, because I know not everybody on this podcast may be super into working out. Go find a bright sunny day in a nice spring park and listen to changes. That is, it'll put a huge smile on your face. So, that's their. Is that their newest album? Yes, that is their newest album. Yeah. Okay. So, part of the reason I know that. Well, actually, Jake, real quick, do you have any suggestions on setting to listen to this? I mean, I know, I know, we kind of spruced it up with. Yeah. Album um, versus this exact playlist. No. Um. If you're in the mood to just like. Um, speaking of mushrooms, speaking of mushrooms, 
You're gonna take hmm so a qua an eighth is what, three point two grams? So you're gonna double that. Take a quarter ounce of shrooms. Um and then you're gonna listen to Rattlesnake on repeat the entire time. Yeah. Um and it speeds a, up every a, time they say rattlesnake. <laughs> in a pitch black room, yeah. <laughs> and See where it takes you. Talk to God a little bit. Talk to yourself from different points in your life, past, present, and future. And just like it. Just enjoy it, you know? Fun little day. This was a question that sort of, I don't know, we've probably asked it once or twice, but I don't know that it's truly a staple. But, like, if you were to look at the top songs by King Mm -hmm. Giz on either Apple Music or on Spotify, the, the top on Apple Music is Rattlesnake. Which I actually listened to before checking different, this out. Just different because. on Spotify, but continue. Really? Yeah. But I was—I remember I listened to that and I was like, "All right, what am I getting myself in? Like, you know, what am I setting myself up for here?" Because it was just rattlesnake, rattlesnake, <laughs> rattlesnake. And and then to hear you say that it's like a meme. Like, do you think it's fair if say that is on Apple Music at least their most popular song? It's definitely uh, one of their most popular songs. It's well, I legitimately enjoy the song and like when they play it live, it becomes this like full long jam session too. Like sometimes they'll just yeah. kick it off with like, all right, rattlesnake, but fast and really speed it up. <laughs> so and fast as fuck boy. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's an absolute blast overall. So that's, I'd say their most popular song would probably be, um, rattlesnake work this time and set so here's here's what apple music has it's rattlesnake nuclear fusion mars for the rich robot stop which is on the playlist uh the river planet b cellophane and fishing for fishes yeah you can't go wrong with any of those my personal favorite from what you just listed is uh mars for the rich it's a really really fun um song um they actually closed their uh when i most recently saw them in san francisco they closed uh that uh their set with that and it was pretty fitting because it's a song that is about only that's about uh earth burning down due to climate change so on and so forth and the rich leaving for mars and they're like luxury ships and stuff like that so one of the lyrics is literally mars for the privileged earth for the poor and it's going coming to San Francisco and closing out a set with that is pretty touching and most likely very purposely done, but a very, very good song overall as well. So top five on Spotify, Work This Time, Slow Jam 1, Kepler 22B, Sense, and Magenta Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remind, we are, we are uh, 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 what's the terminology? Uh, uh, uh. Sponsored by Spotify. Oh, keep in mind, keep in mind, we're sponsored by Spotify. Let's go. Yeah, which is crazy because Apple Music's Apple Music's fucking uh, their top eight. I don't know if I liked it as much as Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, no, they're they're uh, Spotify is definitely. um, I would say they seem to get it's a lot more accessible too. Um, Yeah. uh, Magenta Mountain is a sensational song. I just have a lot of uh, good memories associated with that song. I've actually seen Mims. I've seen that song live every time I've seen them live since uh, I've gone, surprisingly enough. And it's just like, 
yeah. big building epic and it's almost like a house little beat that drops in in the middle of it that's a lot more pronounced live too but yeah a huge fan of that Kepler 22b is also just fun so right on Kraken banging Seattle Kraken chill vibey Kraken fear the Kraken baby all of those adjectives I listed maybe could be adjectives to describe normally uh, an album but in this case maybe a playlist Um, for those of you not familiar with our rating system Piero maybe you're not either so we'll just go through it just for, for everybody we like to give our own special ratings on this show. We don't do numbers because numbers can lie to you sometimes. But you know what doesn't ever lie to you? Your feelings and what comes from the heart. So you are going to give any combination of words. Could be one word. Mm-hmm. Could be seven. But any combination of these words I'm about to list out or make your own. Okay. We love – it's a growing list. We love to add some to it. But as it stands right now – we have bumps, slaps, bangs, goes hard, groovy, tight, the shit, lit, vibes, euphoric, smooth, rocks, classic, silk, slick, silk. I'm so fucking dumb. Lovely, dreamy, ethereal, introspective, happy, boppin', bangin'. I'm gonna go with bop goes hard. Whoa. <laughs> you were ready. Damn, dude. Emotions don't lie. <laughs> Damn. You didn't even have to really think. You did, when, did, when did you jot that down? No, I, I just looked at it because I saw Go is Hard, and I was like, I like the idea of using Go is Hard because of the start and finish of this. And then I felt like I put in some of the bops, like stuff like Nobody Work This Time and uh, Hot Water. So it's like something just kind of goofy, but goes hard. Dude, I'm going to – that clicked with me too. I'm seconding that. Normally – Oh. I've never, I've never just repeated someone's answer before, but the second you said that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bop goes hard, dude. There's a real. Uh, All right, you ready for mine? You ever met Bop before? I'm ready. So I was thinking, and I'm like, this, it's all over the place, right? There's a lot going on. It's rather raucous, right? So I've got hellishly. Dedication, hell, right? Favorite song. Hellishly raucous. I like that. That's, That's a good, good one, actually. I'll spend. You know what? I'll thought of it myself. Like maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll I'll add something to it. Um, stank face vibes. Ooh. Because I find myself listening to the heavy ones just with a fucking like, just frown on my face and just eyebrows just furrowed just. Yeah, just rocking out to it. Yeah. 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 I do. I but do, then the do. more chill ones, too. So, so you happy? I came up what, with my own. Did you, would you stink face? Would you stink face those songs? How would you, how would you listen to, uh, work the more chill time? ones? Work this time? The more chill ones are just like, you know, mm-hmm. hanging. Be, and that's okay. Just be hanging. Yeah, and that's why it's stank the face vibes. Instead of stank face. Stank face. Oh, stank face is, is here. And then just like just relax, like jump. Vibing. Just a really yeah. clenched slack jaw all slack over. Slack jaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter what, my jaw is clenched tight. Yeah. Mm. Hot boys mm. have TMJ problems. Well. Hot boys have tinnitus, I... let me tell you that. 
<laughs> TM, I heard that recently from someone. TMJ. Yeah. It's like clenching your mm-hmm. jaw or like biting your, grinding your teeth. Yep. Glad I used to. You got that? No, I don't. Um, my girlfriend uh, has had shit. some, but uh, as a kid, I was a pretty big teeth grinder, so definitely a big fan of the uh, the mouth guards while I sleep. Got to keep these parley whites intact so I can come back on this show yeah. and smile. Yeah, we'll have video by then, probably. Whoa, <laughs> 1960s. Let's go. <laughs> and in coloring. Ah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> I think we're all just trying to deny or delay the inevitable here, but we've it's come to ladies and gentlemen. We've it's come to that time. The curtain is beginning to drop. Dude, I'm so glad that we finally made this happen. It has been a work in progress for quite some time now. You were definitely one of the people I wanted to bring on when I first started thinking of doing these things. So here we are now. We've done it. No. This couldn't have asked for a better episode thank you no i really appreciate you guys having me on as well i know we had a fair amount of just back and forth trying to get this on the calendar and we talked about this like just six months ago i think when the first uh, dart went out about this but no always happy to talk about this kind of stuff would love to find some more even non-king is music to talk about i really really enjoyed this so <gasps> I had a blast, and yeah, can't thank you guys enough for this. Yeah, thank you, man. No. Thank you, dude. You killed it. Thank you. Well, you a pro's pro. The good thing is, actually, if you do come back on, I'm sure King Giz will have about 38 more albums for you to choose from, so you could do another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I'll get analysis paralysis. Oh, fuck. No, but I, I would no. I'd love to find some more fun little nuggets and tidbits for you guys to throw in and make, make like a live video playlist so you wow. guys can get some, some full Jimmy experience. We can use AI. Whoa. Chat GPT, show me Dylan's balls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, they're too big. <laughs> I don't have enough we're, processing we're power. Right now. <laughs> uh, okay, all righty. Appreciate it, boy. Thank you again. Yeah, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to send us off, Piaro? Give everybody a like, comment, subscribe. Oh, remind them what to oh, do. Oh hell yeah! All right, everyone who's fucking listening, you put your hands on those mice. Like, oh, well, not the mice. You're on your phone. God, I really fucked that one. Redo. Yeah, Grab those use, mice. Use Take Grab out those, those mice thumbs. that you've been Take playing with. Take out those pointer fingers. Like, comment, and subscribe for the boys' playlist. Smash. Please smash it. Smashing. Alrighty. Thank you. And listen on Spotify. And listen on Spotify. I'm sure you've heard the ad at this point already, but we appreciate it. PR again. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so Love much. you both. Love you boys. Later. Alright. Bye. I'm not recording. Do I need to send you guys my